how wildfires can affect caves. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The residents of Benton Harbor, Michigan, have been told not to drink, cook, or brush their teeth with tap water in what seems like a horrible replay of the lead contamination that occurred in nearby Flint. Homes in Benton Harbor are connected to water mains by lead service lines, and filters given to residents may not have been effective. Testing since 2018 has consistently shown high levels of the contamination. No level of lead in tap water is safe. It harms brain development in children and causes health problems for adults. Lead can come from corroding service lines and plumbing connections. Efforts to improve the water quality hadn't worked. Last week, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer ordered the replacement of all lead pipes in the city within 18 months, much faster than the five years she had earlier proposed. Many in the community say something should have been done sooner. Unlike Flint, the city had not changed its water source. In the meantime, residents in Benton Harbor, which is mostly black with a 45% poverty rate, now wait in line for hours to get bottled water. The situation emphasizes the importance of the infrastructure bill that's stalled right now in Congress, which currently includes $45 billion to remove lead pipes across the country. The drought in the southwest looks like it could worsen this winter due to a high probability of La Nina conditions continuing in the Pacific Ocean. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, announced Thursday that La Nina emerged and is also expected to bring elevated risk of wildfires to the region this fall in a cold, stormy winter across the northern U.S. During La Nina, warm water in the Pacific is pushed toward Asia, bringing cold waters off the coast of the Americas. The jet stream is pushed northward, which can lead to less precipitation in the southern U.S., but heavy rains and flooding in the Pacific Northwest and Canada. There could also be more tornadoes in the plains in the south next spring. La Nina tends to exert a slight cooling effect on global temperatures, but when it has shown up recently, temperatures have been warmer because of human-caused climate change. Wildfires destroy trees and forests, but according to new research, they can also impact ecosystems inside caves. Lava Bed National Monument in Northern California features about 700 caves that were formed when flowing lava cooled tens of thousands of years ago. Wildfires this year and last year scorched the sage and juniper shrubs that grew on about 97% of the park. Scientists from Indiana State and Chico State Universities show there was a significant drop in species diversity in the caves under burned areas. They think it could be caused by moisture. After the fires, some caves became drier and others wetter. The loss of vegetation on the surface could have led to changes in the flow of groundwater and how it percolates down through the soil, affecting the humidity and temperatures in caves. Invertebrates such as millipedes and isopods, like roly-polies, can be highly sensitive to these changes, which can go up the food chain, impacting bats that hibernate and raise their young there. Other wildlife shelter in the caves to protect themselves from predators. And finally this week, how many walrus live in the Arctic? That's a good question, and the World Wildlife Fund and others want you, 
yes, you, to help them figure it out by becoming a walrus detective. Scientists want to understand the impacts of the climate crisis on the Arctic and its effects on walrus that live there. The region is warming almost three times faster than the global average. Sea ice that the animals depend on to rest, breed, and feed is melting, forcing them to take refuge on land and expend more energy to find food. Also, the Arctic Ocean is becoming more acidic as it absorbs carbon dioxide, so the clams, sea snails, and crabs that walrus eat can't build their shells. The Arctic is a huge place, spanning thousands of miles across Russia, Greenland, Norway, and Canada. So to understand how the walrus are doing, they're counting them from space, and that's where you come in. You won't have to leave the comfort of your home. Just spend as little as 30 minutes searching for walrus in satellite images, and you'll be contributing to conservation science. The Walrus from Space Research Project aims to count Atlantic and Laptev walrus populations over five years. Coupled with the knowledge from indigenous communities in the region, the census will be crucial to helping researchers spot changes over time. Sound like fun? You just need to be at least 10 years old, have a computer or laptop with an internet connection, and a keen eye. Sounds like a worthy tusk. That's it for this week in water. We'll see you next time.